Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Smooth Burrito. I'm Frank. And I'm Trevor. And uh, video games happened recently. We should probably get to talking about those. Video Trevor, games you been are playing cool. anything new? Yeah, I've been playing some stuff. Uh, I finished Resident Evil 8, um, which was really fun. It was really good. I liked it even more than Resident Evil 7. I think like this new first person's perspective and this new character, Ethan, uh, that they've been rolling with these past two games is fucking awesome. Um, I like it a lot more than like the direction they were trying to go in with Resident Evil 5 and 6, which I thought were terrible games. Um, 6 is terrible, Resident... but five, 5 has a special place in my heart. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's good. It's all right. But it's not like true Resident Evil, in my opinion. Like, if if I played Resident Evil Five and it wasn't called Resident Evil, like it would be fine. But it's not what I expect out of a Resident Evil game. Resident Evil Seven and Eight are like this completely new direction. It feels like horror. Like it feels rooted in like an actual horror game. It's they're scary. There's this area in Resident Evil 8 that's like you go in and it's literally just like this haunted fucking house with this like doll lady with all these like haunted fucking dolls and it's creepy as shit. Right. I watched uh, somebody play it and dude, I actually, it's interesting because you say it's all new, but I actually kind of saw it more as a return to Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I saw that a little bit. Third. Yeah, I saw that a little bit too. I really did. And I, I read some reviewers that thought that as well. Yeah, especially um, like the, just like bringing back the inventory system. Yeah. It was a great thing to do because why would you go away from that inventory system? Perfect. And I really like how you can like buy the upgrades from, I can't remember his name, uh, in the game. Nope. It's just like, yeah, this is like giant fucking dude uh, that you can buy upgrades from and as you progress through the game it gets like better upgrades and you can like upgrade your weapons and shit and, and do some serious uh damage um like as the game progresses and the boss fights were really fun as well like i just really loved that game that was really good that was it's it seems like a really super build heavy thing too um which is something that i'm learning to appreciate in games is the ability to go in with like, you know, just your loadout changed, your approach reconfigured. Yeah. Yeah, you could, like, pour a bunch of upgrades into, like, the shotgun, for example, and just slaughter people at close range. But you have to, like, if you pour all your upgrades and money into, like, the shotgun, you're really going to have to, like, run around and get close to everything. Um, whereas, like, they have, like, longer range weapons, like a rifle and shit, and you could use you could use and upgrade those alternatively but it's it's great i had so much fun with resident evil 8 and i probably will play it again on like the harder difficulties um just cuz i enjoyed it so much i wouldn't mind returning to it yeah i um it's gone on my backlog but given that the 2 remake is still on my backlog i don't know when i'll get to it yeah the 2 remake's still my favorite probably Resident Evil of all time aside from Resident Evil 4 Resident so Evil 2 So Peter remakes. just gave me a bunch of Yakuza games that I need to play Oh god, I ha I won't dive into that hole. I can't start I've tried, I've been tempted so many times, but I haven't started any of them I haven't started, I haven't played Yakuza game 
So I have started um, the prequel, Yakuza 0. I have, yeah. I have uh, started that, beat the first boss. Haven't played it again. I need to get back into it. Um, but it was fun. The only thing I didn't enjoy was that, like, the boss fight that I played seemed to be more focused on maneuvering in the area than actually being about combat and stuff. But I also, it's very early in the game. I probably don't have a good read on how the game's supposed to work. But I did, I do, I did enjoy that overall. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Or yeah, I need uh, it. playing like Kiwami and Kiwami Two. Yeah, there's so many. Um, I, I don't also... know if I'll play the RPG one. I'm not really. I heard it was really good. Like a Dragon looks fun. Oh yeah, um... I'm sure it is. I'm just not much of an RPG guy. Right, right. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, speaking of like remasters, uh, I've been playing through the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, Legendary Edition or whatever. I beat the first Mass Effect game for the first time. I never played the first Mass Effect because um, by the time I got into Mass Effect, which was uh, when Mass Effect 2 finally came to PS3, uh, like Mass Effect 1 felt pretty dated. And I've tried to go back a couple times to play it, but it's really rough. Like in its original state controls terribly and graphically it's it's very rough around the edges I, and i was playing that game and i literally gave up at the first mako stage because it controlled that badly yeah it was I, so I was just bad. Like, the whole cover system is an insult nightmare. to my hands yeah it's it, bad but the legendary edition completely overhauls the original which i love like the graphics are insane like you look like you play mass effect one on like the legendary edition the one that just released, and it, like, looks up to par with, like, a lot of games that are coming out, like, today, like, right now. Yeah. Um, they really did a good job overhauling it. They upgraded the, um, like, combat shooting feels better. Uh, the cover system is slightly upgraded, so it's not so fucking wonky. Like, I wasn't, like, accidentally getting in and out of cover constantly like I was the first time I tried to play it. Um, it's still rough. But I I played the whole thing, finished it pretty quick because the story was fucking amazing. Loved it. Um, and, like, the first one feels so much more like just, like, this hardcore RPG, like, sci-fi RPG, uh, whereas the second and third lean more into, like, action a little bit. They still yeah. got, like, some really hardcore R RPG elements there, but, like, the first one is, like, a real role-playing game. And... I really appreciated that, and it, like, it holds up really well, being that, like, the gameplay mechanics and the graphics look significantly and play significantly better. So I finished that and then started 2, and I immediately started Mass Effect 2 from Mass Effect 1, and the jump, just in the way the game feels and looks, just, like, starting... Even in the remaster, going from one to two is just like this humongous leap forward. Damn. I know the third game was made in the heyday of EA's everything must be multiplayer push. And that's probably had a why fun. it's a little dumbed down from... It had a fun multiplayer, Frank. I liked it. <laughs> I'm sure it I don't was know. fine. I'm sure it was fine. 
I, I'm sure I that you're you're probably the only person to get the crap that you can unlock from it. Yeah, I, I played it. I played it a lot. Um, I was just like I've always had this like obsession with Mass Effect. Mass Effect Two is probably one of my top five like favorite all time games ever. Like I love it that much. Like I almost think that like I was like almost like a casual gamer before I played Mass Effect Two, and Mass Effect Two like just. Open my fucking eyes, bro. <laughs> like, I went through, like, this phase where I was, like, in school and, like, college and, like, you know, in a relationship. So, like, there was, like, a few years there from, like, PS2 to PS3 where I, like, played games less than I did when I was a kid, you know? Like, I just didn't... I wasn't as into them. I still played, you know, like some of the really popular games that came out, but I didn't play, like, everything like I do now. Like, I, I always have something I'm playing. Like, I play very regularly, and I try to play, like, I look forward to, like, a ton of games. I'm very deeply ingrained in the culture now. But then there there was, that, like, those few years where I wasn't, and then Mass Effect 2 I played, and I was just, like, all in. I just, like, was just... I remember just being so obsessed with that game. Like, played it maybe two or three playthroughs, like, back to back to back. Like, Damn. loved it so much. Um, I mean, put hundreds of hours into Mass Effect 2, and I'm about to play it again. <laughs> like, on the remaster. <laughs> like, I fucking love that game. Uh, are you going to go through it, like, three times again? No, I'm probably going to go through it once. And then I'll go through Mass Effect 3, and then if I'm really feeling it, because I never played Andromeda because of all the bullshit it got, I might, I might just dive in and, and use this as an opportunity to play it. Um, but, yeah, I'm only going to do it once. I'm not going to go crazy with it again. But I'm, I'm a big fan of Mass Effect 2, and there's like a lot of nostalgia there for me. As soon as I like started playing it, it just feels so good. The game holds up so well. Like... To me, that game hasn't aged a bit. Like, it's still mechanically and fundamentally better than so many games that release now. And that's the important part. That's why I can always go back to Quake, even though graphics look like bipedal pieces of shit. Yeah. Because it, play like, it handles well, and the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. But that's really all I've been playing. Um... That's it. I pl I played this game like Knockout City is like this dodgeball game. It was like free to play this week or something, and it was like stupid fun I had with like some friends for a couple nights. Uh, but I think it's gonna cost money after a week, and I wouldn't pay money for it. It was just like it was fun, you know. I actually haven't really. I I don't think I played anything since the last time we recorded. Um, I need to. Get on playing stuff. I actually I had a twenty four hour stream on Monday because we're actually in the in the middle of a charity event that we were putting on for friends' medical bills. It was called Cringe for a Cause, and I can actually announce on this recording, although people won't hear it until later. We have hit our funding goal. We got the two grand. We did it. That's awesome, man! Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But. uh I I did a 24-hour stream on the front of that to, like, kick it off. 
and I was going to play a bunch of, like, video games that were on PS2, like, mech games that I hadn't played. Like, I downloaded the Jap Japan-only Votoms game. I was going to play some of the old Gundam Versus games. And then I just ended up watching movies the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and it was still fun. But, yeah, yeah dude. we just watched yeah. movies. And, and it's for the stupidest reason, too. I didn't want to figure out how I didn't want to figure out the best way to hook up my PlayStation 4 controller. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. That makes sense. But yeah, I I think we're games are starting to roll, man. Like there was a few months there where nothing was coming out and I was like trying to get through my backlog, which I did on a few games. Um, while also playing Persona 4 Golden for, like, the third time. Uh, like, that's, like, my problem, dude. I, like, replay games too much. Um, but now we've started, we've got Resident Evil 8, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, we've got the new Ratchet and Clank coming out for PS5 soon, which looks fucking awesome. Super hyped for that. Um, and, like, which we'll get into later but like horizon forbidden west had a big gameplay reveal that looks really fucking cool so i i feel like now here in the middle and the second half of the year, starting to get like quite a few releases where i felt like we were in a drought there for a bit I've, i finally got some stuff to play i'm excited about yeah that covid drought is finally lifting yeah i know right well I, on that note shall we get into the news let's do it News it up. Some short things first here that one funny, one depressing, or both depressing, depending on how you look at it. First one, CG Project Red still doesn't know when Cyberpunk 2077 will be back on the PlayStations. Well, I'm glad they're on the same page as everyone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's baffling. No, no one to me. knows when they will go to the store to buy Cyberpunk 2077. Like, you can get that game for like $15. At GameStop right now, um, I've seen it on sale so many times, and it's it's like, it part of me is like, these people could just like buy it real cheap and then finally it'll get good at some point. Like there oh, yeah, will be, um, they're not giving up on this game. I I one hundred percent believe this game will be good sometime, and I'm honestly, guessing that'll be point, like when I the next gen version. If I could get it for thirty version. or under on PC, I would totally pick it up. Yeah, I don't, like on PC, it's not bad. Like from what I understand, I mean, I played it on PS or on PC. I mean, um, for the mo for most of it, I didn't finish it because it it did start to get pretty buggy for me. I was getting a lot of crashes and fucking really bad performance issues uh, throughout the game. So I was just like, oh, I'm gonna put this down. I'd rather play it when it's better. So I'll pick it back up whenever it gets to the point where the developers feel confident in, like, pushing it out to people again. But they're clearly not confident in its current state, so. Yeah, I think that they me. probably don't want to piss off Sony either. No, they um, really probably don't. <laughs> and, yeah, the game totally has a rightfully painted target on its back at this point. Yeah, but I'm sure. totally waiting for like the devs to like put more work into it before I buy it, and I'm also waiting for the modders to put more work into it because yeah, I guarantee it, it, you that that's where this game is going to shine. 
Yeah, I feel like for a game like this, the mod the the modding aspect of it hasn't been as big as I expected it to be at this point. And I would totally love if people use this game as like a canvas to make their own better cyberpunk narratives than the actual game has. I agree. Because I like, agree with that. It is a it's it's a pretty nicely rendered world. It has a cohesive visual style. There are pluses about it. Like, you know, they fixed the issue with dildo spawning everywhere. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, just not there yet, and obviously CD Project Red knows. Yeah. Moving on. Uh depressing news. Activision puts Crash Bandicoot 4 dev Toys for Bob on Call of Duty Warzone development. Permanently. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh, weren't they the ones that did the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake too? Or was who that was that? that? No, that I think that was. Uh... They are also on Call of Duty. Yeah, Warzone yeah. Now. They, it was a different studio, maybe of old Vicarious Visions guys, but they also yeah. got stuck on Call of Duty because yeah, Activision that. is just Call of Duty the company now, I guess. So yeah, okay. The people that did the Tony Hawk remaster were the people that did the Crash Bandicoot remaster, right? The one for, like, Crash 1, 2, and 3, I'm pretty sure. I think I'd have to confirm. Yeah, and... Oh, yeah, yeah no, that no. was just Vicarious Visions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that did, so this just sucks, man. Like, Activision's just like, you know what? Fuck making good games Oh, no wonder like the Diablo play. 2 remake looks so good. Vicarious yeah, Visions because the fucking that, Vicarious that Visions is on there doing that shit. Of sense. Well, it's a catch-22, Frank. <laughs> you know? Like, I really am excited for the Diablo 2 remake. Oh, yeah. Because that looks like, fucking great. Oh, man. I mean, I... we're definitely going to be playing that a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... We'll be playing it fucking, like, everyone in my house will probably be fucking playing it. But I don't like the idea of them just, like, taking the studio. I mean, I guess it's better than, like, closing a studio. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if maybe the... Toys for Bob. I don't know how well Crash Bandicoot 4 did. I don't know how well their other games were doing, but if the option was we either close this studio because we're Activision and that's what we do, or we put you on Call of Duty, putting keeping the studio alive and putting them on Call of Duty better option, right? But yeah, but that's a false dichotomy because the third option is how about let them make video just games? Just let them make them shit because Activision has enough money to rule the fucking planet. So I'm sorry, yeah, dude. Yeah, they, the only not every game has to... to sell Call of Duty numbers to be yeah, successful. EA has the same fucking problem with FIFA. That's why Ultimate Team showed up in a fucking Star Wars game. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. They're so money hungry. Every game has to sell like the biggest game on the planet or else it's not successful and i don't man i just i can't get behind it i don't like it you've got probably a lot of developers that are passionate about the stuff they were doing now hating their jobs yeah um, now they're just fucking slogging around like what improving the net code on the franchise that has played the same basically since modern warfare on 360 i really don't even want to think about how big the team that works on Call of Duty is, and how minute the different jobs that each individual developer does. Like, oh my god. Like, they're so, it's so fucking big. Like, what are they doing? Like, like, how? I, because it's not all asset people. They're not just generating a shitload of guns. 
I guess they're working on, like, new maps and shit, but, like, it really seems like, at least from an outsider's perspective, that all of this is just, you know, stuff that you do with the dev SDK and you don't need to devote an entire fucking studio to it. But I don't know, maybe they're taking whoever was doing Call of Duty Warzone development off that to make a new Call of Duty game. So, that's probably yeah. it, actually. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, that sucks. Um, what else kind of sucks is uh, Sony has invested in Discord and they're going to integrate it with PlayStation Network, which means that it's never going to get integrated anywhere else. I don't know. Sony didn't buy them. Um, so Microsoft almost bought them. Uh, and then Discord, I like, pulled out. I still think that was horse shit. Yeah. Uh, I think Discord pulled out because they want to be on multiple platforms. They want to just be able to put Discord wherever they want. And Sony was like, hey, I'm sure Sony invested this amount of money so disc like so developers would spend time trying to integrate Discord into PSN. Yeah. And... Honestly, like, having Discord integration would be great, as long as it remains cross-platform, and I assume it will. Dude, I've been calling for the, I've been asking for this for so long. Like, I've really wanted them to, to stop doing the internal party chat system that, like, Sony PlayStation is known for, and, like, reach out and get something, somebody that does it better. Yeah, it's funny that this this news happens right as the one person who was still gaming on PS4 of my friends is finally shifting over to P or well PS5 now. Finally shifting over to PC. Actually, he didn't even buy a PS5, so yeah, he's just permanently shifting to PC. Um in other news, at least according to Randy Pitchford, which uh you know, take that <laughs> that reputation with a grain of salt, I guess. Um Gearbox was forced to cut PS5 and PS4 crossplay support out of Borderlands 3 in their latest update because of Sony. This is this is like the fourth or fifth time a developer has said that. Yep. Like I'm so tired of fucking Sony doing this, dude. How you're they're being worse than Nintendo for the first this is like the first time this has ever happened that like another company is locked down and so, like, behind in the times that even, like, even Nintendo is just like, we're on board. Yeah. And it's not like Nintendo is forced to be on board. Nintendo is selling, like, they're, they're close to, like, 80, like, their they're, amount of Switches they've sold is ridiculous, dude. So it's not like Nintendo's in desperation mode. They could be doing the typical Nintendo thing where they lock themselves down, right? But they're not. They're like, we get that like this is what people want, so we're gonna do it. Xbox is like, we get this is what people want, so we're gonna do it. And so like, fuck that. Only PlayStation people can play with PlayStation people, and no one else can play with PlayStation. So like, so if you're playing on PlayStation, you just like fuck everybody else. You'll never get to play with any. Period. Yeah, or and it's been that way for so long. Yeah, or it's going to be like just it's going to be down to the game level. And great, now I can't be sure of it at all. And, you know, it's not like Sony has printed incorrect covers with features that don't exist in games on them before or anything. So, yeah, this this sucks, dude. I'm so tired of it. It absolutely sucks. Like I saw every, the fucking, like, I see it. 
the Sony Defense Squad was out on Twitter just trying oh, to spin this as a positive. How? Or at least How not a negative. Positive? It's not even possible for this. Well, I think positive. they were trying to say, well, it makes sense from a business perspective because they don't get anything out of it. Like, yeah, they don't fucking get anything out okay. of it. But like, so like, I can see the Fortnite aspect of that where like, it's a free to play game and Sony wants you to buy the Fortnite stuff on Sony's platform. They're going to be pretty pissed off if like, you're like doing cross progression or whatever and you're like the stuff that you buy on another platform exists when you to like Sony's platform that kind of thing like I can kind of get that from a business standpoint where they're like we want to make the money that you do spend but this is literally like Borderlands 3 you have to pay to play it and there's I don't know what the microtransaction situation is with Borderlands 3 but I don't think it's significant and I don't think the player base is big enough for it to be significant so right now, literally, all they're doing with Borderlands Three is just keeping people. F That's it. Yeah, I think that they're just like big dicking because they can, and they probably view people being locked down onto their platform in order to play with. Because you're going to have a subset of the population who only has a PS5, and those people are going to have friends who have a PS5 and a PC or a PS5 and an Xbox, and Sony is viewing it with the the cold calculus of if we force them to play with their friends on our platform, we force them onto our platform. But fuck yeah. that. Honestly, in my opinion, every game should be cross-play and every game should be cross-buy, too. Why am I paying for the same code twice? Yeah, I get it. I, I agree. And this is going back to like my thing where if it wasn't for Sony and their studios making such great games, right... I would 100%, like, from a console standpoint, be on board with Xbox more because of how forward-thinking they've been with things like Game Pass and um, just their services in general. Backwards and, like, compatibility is a Backward compatibility, game preservation, Game Pass, uh, cross-play, like, cross-progression. Um, they're putting their games on other platforms. Like, it's just... I don't know, man. It... It sucks. You it know? absolutely sucks. At this point, Sony is the most hostile games, like, like console manufacturer, in terms of customer, like, like just being nice to the customer. Yeah, they're Sony. They, Sony, like, think Sony first. Sony is most important. The money we make is the most important thing. We don't give a shit about our consumers, and that's very clear. Um... And Microsoft's out here like, dude, all of the amount of games that come out first party day and day or just in general day and day that have come out on Xbox, including a first party Sony game that came out day and day on Game Pass. So like we're talking about MLB The Show 2021 that is made by PlayStation Studios coming out on Xbox Game Pass. So people that pay a $15 a month subscription get access to that game. But it was sixty nine ninety nine on PlayStation the same day. <laughs> Why the fuck is a baseball game $70? You're telling me oh. you got to reprogram baseball from the ground up, assholes? Are you kidding no, me? No, you definitely don't. It was sixty nine ninety nine, And okay. Xbox was like, we've got it on Game Pass. And it's like, what? <laughs> that's a PlayStation game. Yeah. Well, that's that's weird and funny. But also, like, yeah, like... It really is just putting 
the difference into stark relief between these two. And granted, this is all subject to change. I remember when Microsoft were a bunch of dickheads and Sony was trying to be more consumer friendly. Um, but yeah, when Xbox One and PS4 were announced, and PS4 was like, "Hey, you want to know how you share games with your friends? You just give them to them." And Xbox One was like, "We're always online all the time." Yeah, that was funny, and I'm I'm so glad that they got their launch date on that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty fucked up. Speaking of PlayStation, the next note that I have is just our bookmark for the new Horizon Forbidden West stuff, so take it away. Sure, so Horizon Forbidden West looks fucking awesome, dude. Uh, they showed, like, a 15-minute presentation. It was all gameplay from start to finish today of uh, Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5. And I was worried because this game is also coming to PS4, so I was worried it wouldn't be... It wouldn't look that good, or like it would be held back in some sense. But this might be like this or Ratchet and Clank might be like the best looking next gen game I've seen so far. Like it looks incredible, and you can really tell the difference. Like this is one of those generational, like, like feels like a generational leap between PS4 and PS5. Like a lot of PS5 games I've played so far just don't really feel like that. Like they could have, I've most of the time feel like they could have run on PS4. Like Resident Evil 8, for example, I bought it on PS5. It had a bunch of PS5 upgrades. It ran great, looked great, but I don't think there was a huge jump between the PS4 and PS5 version of that game. Whereas this, like, looks ridiculously good. Um, and so this is, I'm really excited about it. They showed like new combat, uh, the traversal looks completely overhauled looks much quicker you got like a grappling hook and they um use like one of those breath of the wild fucking gliders uh that you oh should, so it's just cause uh two now <laughs> so it's what just, just cause two um it it's nuts and the thing i liked about horizon the most was how like tactical the combat felt because you're primarily using a bow with like a bunch of different arrows. Like you had like a bunch of different types of arrows that were used for specific situations and specific like different enemy types. Um, and it looks like they've elaborated that on that, like to an extreme extent in this game. Um, and it's much more colorful than the first game. If you could even believe it, because the first game did look, like really good uh and had like a a wide variety of like different areas to explore but this one looks even more like like even bigger of a jump in that direction so i'm excited for that that's still slated to come out this year they didn't give a release date which was kind of disappointed disappointing but we're close to e3 so i imagine we might get more release dates and information around yeah or they might just uh stealth drop it like, uh, that new Virtual Fighter game. Well, new old Virtual Fighter game. Yeah, on PS Plus. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and, uh, apparently people have dug up SVGs for icons for Steam and Xbox that they forgot to hide on the website. So really? it might be a timed exclusive. I'd assume it is. Probably, I would assume so, too. Which, uh, you know, that's... A timed exclusive... Timed exclusivity is another thing that grinds my gears, especially with a game with a very, very heavy focus on multiplayer, like a fighting game. 
because you're just yeah, fragmenting your player base. Yeah, multiplayer games. I don't. I don't like time exclusivity. Yeah. So yeah, in other news, this is a weird one. So it's Walmart oh, and Target suspend sales of Pokemon cards for safety reasons. Uh, dude, it's getting crazy out there. I've seen videos of people just, like, running and sprinting, like, beating the shit out of each other for these cards. It doesn't make any sense to me. What the fuck is going on here? Like, why are people so deep into Pokemon cards that they're committing felonies against each other? <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's fucking nuts. Like, a Can lot of these stores... imagine getting fucking clicked up because you got, like, busted for beating the shit out of a guy over at Charizard? Yeah, I have no clue, Frank. It's baffling <laughs> to me. Oh, man. Like, and I know why it's happening, too. Like, it's, you know, it's something that, like, like the NFT craze or Bitcoin or, like, any other non-cash, like, rarities market commodity. Like, people have realized that they can make money off of it, and now everyone is trying to scramble to get on that grift so that they can make some money. It's essentially a card bubble economy. Yeah. Yeah, this is... This is fucking ridiculous. I don't know. There's, like, all these pockets of the internet of people trying to make money and sell stuff that I just try to steer clear from. <laughs> yeah, same. Like... Yeah, and it's not even just that they're, like, putting them behind the counter or something. They're just done selling them completely. Yeah, like, we just don't want you people in our stores. <laughs> like, stop it. Our employees don't make enough to deal with you. Oh, man, I, I can... I, I basically spent my teenage years in a card shop. I can understand that mentality. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, man. Um... But fret not, uh, young nerds, because apparently some high schools will be eligible for Varsity Splatoon 2 and Smash Brothers play. Surprise which, Splatoon uh, 2. But, um, Smash, dude. This, I mean, this is cool, you know? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, it's apparently just through Nintendo and some company they have a partnership with, which uh, that part's kind of weird. I don't really know i don't i don't like it anytime corporate what's it is get integrated in, in any way with school but i think yeah if you can get a if you can get a fucking varsity letter for tossing a football around you can get a varsity letter for winning a smash tournament splatting a tune yeah, splatting a tune that's so good <laughs> i like that yeah, this is cool, man. I like it. I dig it. Video games, man. You know, they're not as nerdy as they used to be. Yeah, and the only comment on this article is, this is an absolutely terrible idea, and then he doesn't explain why. <laughs> it's just, that's just his opinion, dude. He's so passionate about it. He wanted yeah, everyone to know. It's a bad idea because we can't let the... the sports that are apparently so much cooler than video games get threatened by... The video games that are way, way nerdier Cooler than, than sports. sports. I don't know. I don't know. That's what always makes no sense. But, um... Last like item we have games. here... Uh, yeah, fuck sports, uh, play video games. Fuck sports, play video games. 
Don't spend eighty dollars on a baseball game, you fucking weirdos. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm still so fucking on that. An eighty dollar <laughs> baseball game. You could go to a baseball game for eighty dollars. Dude, I know, man. Yeah, but then like, you couldn't spend hundreds of hours creating your character and building him up to be the best baseball player in the world. Oh yeah, and right. getting sucked into whatever terrible Skinner box microtransaction economy they shoved in that game. Oh, you know that's right. Because they all fucking have it now. Like, like everyone. The two sports games, games were the like seventeen dollars in real money to get a haircut or something ridiculous. They're, they're, yeah, dude, sports games are the perfect predatory opportunity for shit like that. I mean, you've got like so many years of back players that were like the greatest of all time that you can have people like play as where all they have to do as developers is like make somebody that looks like them and then make their stats ridiculous. Oh and yeah. Then, like, also like charge the a whole... bunch of money some for some RNG role to try to get. Yeah. And they're basically literally just ripped off trading like sports trading cards, which actually ties into what we were talking about. It's the same it's the same uh, behavioral ma manipulation loop, except in software, there's you don't even have the cost of printing the cards. You can just make as much or as little of that shit as you want. And then when next year, when the one, next one comes out, everyone, like, you don't even have to work on that shit anymore. You just do it again on the new game. Charge. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Part the models through the new graphic engine and call it good. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of farting things through graphics engines, uh, Ubisoft has been in the news recently for apparently being a toxic shithole to work at. Who knew? Yeah. Um, Charlie Grimaud, I assume that's how it's pronounced, uh, the son of the Ubisoft CEO, Yves Grimaud, uh, is leaving son. the studio that he was uh, co-leading which apparently he got handed a studio to head up right out of college. Yeah, it must be nice, dude. And you have to move up the ladder. Just got handed shit. Yeah. Uh, they were a studio focusing on mobile games and smaller titles. They made some horrible Tom Clancy's game where the villains, like, used in the trailer, used a bunch of, like, quasi-Black Lives Matter imagery, which was great. Um... So, yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft. This just happened, like, today, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was, like, super recent. Yeah, this was at 6 okay. p.m. Yeah, I didn't even know this happened. This is news to me, Frank. Um, <laughs> but I don't really have any comment on it. Basically reading the article. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. It's like, fuck, dude. I it just really is to Tom Clancy's Elite out. Squad. A free to play. I, yeah, this is the mobile game. I remember this. I remember them showing this. Wow. Can you imagine being such a dumbass that you get fired from the B team of the studio that your dad runs? Yeah, what a douche. Like, he was basically given, like, a title, and then it doesn't matter the output of the mobile studio because. It's a mobile game. They're all kind of like outside of a, a vi like outside. There are original mobile titles. I'm not saying there aren't, but what you're gonna get out of Ubisoft is probably just a reskin of some game they've already made, 
or 100%, some other yeah. like pablum that all controls the same and is based on the same tech stack and no one cares if it looks like shit because it's on your cell phone. Yeah. So it's basically the cushiest job possible. And then he somehow trips over his own dick so hard he has to leave the fucking company. So bad. So what bad. a fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> that's good. Summed it up. Well, that's all that we had in the news. Did you have any uh, anything you wanted to close on? Uh, there was a thing that more Switch Pro stuff. Uh, Bloomberg had a report that they're supposed to be announcing a Switch Pro before E3 because there's supposed to be a bunch of stuff at E3 that's supposed to release on the Switch Pro. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything new to say about that because we've talked about it, like, at nauseum. Uh, and at this point, until they announce it, I really don't want to go further into it. Other than the fact that, like, I would love one. Um, that would be great. Yeah. But... I feel like... We keep, we have had the Vaporware Super Switch, for lack of a better, uh... Better term. Like, talked about since the Switch first came out. They're probably... Mm -hmm. This is probably true. They're probably actually doing it this time, but, like... Yeah, it sounds really accurate. Gonna be... I don't think we've had anything from, like, Bloomberg on it uh, before that, like, seemed... Like, Bloomberg said it's imminent. Like, within the next couple of weeks, there's going to be an announcement type thing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's happening. I wonder what the price point's going to be. Um, My understanding is that it's going to be the same price as the current Switch, and it's going to phase out the other Switch, which is what Nintendo always does. Uh, So, like, look at the 3DS, for example. Like, um, they had the 3DS... And then um, they had the 3DS XL, which f kind of like phased out the old 3DS. And then they had like the new 3DS and new 3DS XL, which phased out the old 3DS XL. And then they had the new 2DS XL that phased out the old new 3DS XL. And like <laughs> they did this in the DS line too, where like the DSI phased out the one previously. Like, God, I fucking hate Nintendo's naming conventions. Just put a two on it. Yeah, no, they do that though, dude. In the same line, they do this one so they can allot the sales from the next console to the overall sale lifetime sales of whatever current gen that's in. So like. How many DSs do they release, dude? Can you imagine if like they included the 3DS somehow in the whole DS line? Can you imagine how many fucking sales that would have been that like yeah, that the DS would have had? Like fucking 200 million or something. Um but that's just that's what they do, man. They're going to phase out the old Switch because the thing about it, dude, it's probably going to be at most like three, $350, right? I, I don't think Nintendo is going to put something out that's like four or 500 bucks. I don't think like they'll yeah, ever I'd do be that. Surprised. Like, um, maybe they'll so, have some sort of like package that for that price point with like some extra controllers with a bunch of extra shit. Yeah. Yeah. But like they're not going to, they're going to have a skew that's just like 350 or whatever. And um, so and I think it's if you... probably just because. The Tegra chips that, uh, you know, you can power... Like, the Tegra chips, the Tegra 2, Tegra 3, are probably roughly the same price as getting the Tegra 1 at this point. Right. Yeah, and so 
I mean, why would they keep this old Switch that's like four years old now at $300 and then the Switch Pro at 300 Even if they drop the old Switch to 250 that would eat into their Switch Lite area that's 200 So it's like, yeah, at that point, that why would you... Around, I assume. They will, yeah. They just launched like a couple new colors. But like, I think the Switch Lite is going to stay that entry model where like, if you want to get in on the Switch, 200 bucks gets you in the door, right? If you put the old Switch that's four years old in at the 250 mark, people are just going to buy that. They're not going to buy the Switch Lite. If you put it at the 300 mark and the Switch Pro is 350, people are going to buy the Switch Pro and nobody's going to buy the other Switch. Like, it, there's no, I don't think there's any way from a price standpoint, Nintendo could fit all three of those in there reasonably. The only um, thing, the only way I could see is if they do the mind-fuckingly mind baffling thing of making it a console and not a handheld. Where they just upgrade the dock. Like, all the rumor, I, I was thinking, like, what if they just put out, like, a dock that allowed for, like, DLSS or whatever, right? Um, and could upscale uh, when it was docked, like... That would I was be thinking, gross, but they want a new Switch SKU also because, like, they want to get rid of that uh, piracy hole. Yeah, and also the Switch, hand, like, in the handheld Switch, the four-year-old one is feeling old, man. It feels dated. Like, the bezels on that thing, the Honestly, screen thing, quality. Like, it's... That thing was a piece of shit when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> From a tablet standpoint, like, my kid's Amazon tablet is, like, on the same level. Um... But the games are just so good, right? And they play, oh, yeah, play pretty well. Like, in the first party games, play really well. And it's fucking great, right? A handheld and a console. Now, like, all the Bloomberg reports and stuff seem to say that it's, like, it's going to be an OLED screen. The bezels are going to be gone. It's going to be a bigger screen. It's going to be, like, seven inches. Um, you know, hopefully they fix, like, this Joy-Con drift situation. And, I mean... If they do all that stuff and, you know, modernize it a bit, make it up, up to par uh, with, like, a lot of the tech you see now um, and upgrade it, I just don't, I don't see how you can't sell it for, like, 350 bucks. Like, you can get some solid Android tablets with all those specs for pretty cheap. So, I mean, um, I can see that, I, I think it's just going to be a full package go through i think it's just gonna be like a full-on upgraded switch better processor better dock better screen I, I think like this legit would be like a switch pro situation yeah yeah that's what it certainly i mean if like. it wasn't i feel like it would have just released already like it's been four years dude like if it wasn't like if it was just like a minor upgrade or if it was just like a dock or like some accessory it was gonna, like this would have came out already yeah well, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of that. Yeah, for sure. That was. I really it. hope that, that, that they do I... make those Joy Cons feel better, though. Like, I wrote those great. off the instant they came out of the box. Really? Yeah, like, because we we had like the the we did a Twitch review that never got posted. I don't think um, when it first came out, and. I went through, like, the fucking Joy-Cons and, like, the, the build quality of everything, and it just felt flimsy. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. I like the Joy-Cons. I think they're good. I mean, I think, like, the whole package for 350 bucks is not bad. Like, there's a... Or for 300 bucks, sorry. For two ninety nine ninety nine, everything you get in that box thing is pretty good. Like, they do include, like, a grip, the Joy-Cons, the tablet, the dock, like, a small amount. I, I don't know how much internal storage you include in there, but, like, for 300 bucks, it's not bad, you know? But... That's the problem with, like, Nintendo. I would love to see, like, them go a little crazy and be like, here's some really high-quality shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. the shit feels really high-quality, but you have to spend an extra penny to get it. You know, like, I would happily spend four or $500 on something that was, like, fucking felt made for, like, adults. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if they... If they had a version of that console where it was just, you know, nice fucking use some metal in the construction, um, make everything sturdy, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I don't see them ever doing it, but yeah, I would like that too. I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm such a hardcore Nintendo fan when it comes to like their first party games that like I'm always going to have the latest and greatest Nintendo console. Like, I mean, I was even, like, I was even in love with the Wii U. Like, I loved, I still think, like, the Wii U's <laughs> virtual console and its backwards compatibility was fucking great, man. I mean, knock it all you want. It had some good games, and its virtual console worked pretty fucking well. And, like, I was able to play a lot of classic, awesome games on that thing. And, like, it was not that bad, right? It went through some droughts, right? But it wasn't my main console. It wasn't, like mad had like great it had good games on the wii u that tablet was a fisher price toy piece of shit yeah that, but... that controller the wii u had two main problems the controller and the fact that shiguru miyamoto really wanted you to use that controller <laughs> he really did he was like desperate he was like, come on just use it it's a good we're idea gonna, we're gonna ruin an entire Star Fox game again so we're gonna ruin a whole franchise we're gonna we're going to remove all trust you have in us to make a good Star Fox game. <laughs> oh, you want new co new play control? How about new play control where the joystick looks like my penis? How about that? That's it. That's the one. <laughs> that's, the what, that's what they all want. Nintendo Switch has the Shigeru Miyamoto's penis controller. Penis controller. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> so comes right right in the box that's what you pay that i don't want money. to come in the box god damn this guy come every you open the box there's come everywhere <laughs> <laughs> well on that note i think that's gonna be it for us we'll catch you later <laughs> later on and come <laughs>